Welcome everybody to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my best friend, my guy, Jordan. And today we're covering Words of Radiance, chapter 47 through 58. We're going to be finishing off, what is it, Act 2, I think? Or, sorry, I think so. Maybe Act 3, even. Yeah, it's Part 3. Part 2. Act, I don't know. I'm thinking of it like watching some movie of a part <laughs> play. Um, but uh shallan taketh away and shallan giveth because last section i complained that shallan's chapters are so hit or miss and if the last section had shallan chapters that were miss my god the shallan chapters in this section were very much a hit because they are so good um yeah i man and and also not to be outdone Adolin and Kaladin step up and have an awesome duel with Renarin being there. <laughs> yeah, Renarin not doing much. I, and I do, like you said, these Shallan chapters. <clears throat> the Shallan chapters where she's just in her monologuing and standing in doorways. Yes. You know, that's fine. We have to get character background. But when she hits into her scholarly, the scholarly aspect yeah, of her, that's, that's what that's I That's when enjoy. she's at her peak for sure. Yes, when she's analyzing a map, uh, yep. search bindings, all the stuff that she can do, that's when I'm most interested in Shalon's chapters because they 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 more represent her. And you right? you know, I think, to be honest, Sanderson, um, I... It's kind of needless for me to say at this point, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I don't know if someone's listened to the podcast for the first time on this episode. Favorite author so far brought me back into reading after 10 years. I love the guy. But I think he doesn't do inner monologues very well. I think his inner monologues start to become repetitive and they start to yeah. become um, like he doesn't. And in a way, it is very like realistic too because a lot of my inner monologues are very repetitive to be honest um same and, stuff you know and there uh there are parts of you that'll <laughs> that that are monologuing inside you so and sometimes those parts will end up repeating the same thing over and over again. so with that aside i i understand that it is repetitive but to the audience it becomes for me anyways kind of frustrating yeah, um i agree but anyways, I think that like, you're right. When Urshalan is just being a scholar, I can't get enough of that. And not just that, when she was dealing with the ghost bloods in this section. Whew. That yeah, very sly. Very sly. Yeah. She that was that was just um and it, this type and I think monologuing is his way of doing character uh development but i'll be honest i think just because it's not as good i think the character development is actually better when he just like we've seen shallan grow from this timid shy quiet um i wouldn't say she was quiet but she was just like she was quick-witted like she was quick-tongued but she was kind of like yeah she was timid um she isn't quite grown up and seen the the horrors of the world per se right and now it's like it's yeah, she's you know she's infiltrating the ghost bloods, right? She's yeah. pretending to be, um, what was it, a horn eater princess and stuff like that. Like this is not Shalon. Terrible imitation though, stupid lowlander. <laughs> uh, what was it, boots? I am offend. Uh, <laughs> I am offend. But That's I awesome. did. I did. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I did really, really like her sections here. So, um. 
I think the very first chapter out, it was a kind of a smaller one. Um, shall, uh, I think Pattern is able to read the map somewhat. Like I think he can read like the old like, <coughs> excuse me, read the old language. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then okay, also Shalon. Okay, so light weaving. It seems like every. I don't know if we've ever discussed this, but it has been kind of apparent for the last several chapters. The different Knights of Radiance had different individual powers. Um, it seemed like Windrunners have that lashing capability where they can like run on walls as long as they lash themselves to a certain like plane, I guess. Um, and then you have uh, the Light Weavers, which is what Shalon seems to be, and she can like change her appearance so she can like be a they're like perfect spies basically and i think i don't remember who Illusions. had said it not all the knights radiance were were warriors or fighters right some yes. were medics some were just scholars <clears throat> honestly uh which and is, in fact which is good which yeah is cool we, we, i it agree shows which is variants yeah and i and i think that this uh this is important to be aware of because <coughs> A lot of people, and I think they said they themselves said that, like you know, there's what ten orders, ten orders, right? And I think actually a majority of them weren't fighters, to my understanding, or at least not dedicated fighters, right? Um, but man, I'd love to see a fight with Vin and Zeth. Um, uh, Vin probably wins, but just because she has so many, like you know, she's not. It's not just that she's got like the she's like a multi tool. Sorry, she's like a multi-tool. Yeah, she. I think the missed a whole misborn part of it really messes everything up, but or makes it really op. But because you can't be all ten surges, right? Can you bond ten uh, friends? I mean, yeah, I I don't know. You know, if 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 there's a misting that has one allomancy and a misborn that has all of them, <coughs> then is there a way that you can? I don't know, man. But I mean. The Windrunner abilities, man, are just kind of OP. Yeah, well, yeah, they're very strong. I, I like it a lot. I really do. Because you can lash not just yourself, but others too, right? So you can control the force of gravity or like the, yeah, the direction of gravity for, a, okay, can you control the direction of gravity of objects or is it only like living things? I forget. Well, remember in Mistborn when they were talking about how allomancy actually affects the material plane? Like yes, they yes. Were, so like, they how is saying, it affect, like is it affecting the weight or is it affecting the planet's effect of the? See, like, on and that. that's why I think surge binding is a similar effect. So that makes me think that you know the planet sees you in a different way. Yeah. So I mean, if they fought, I, I think it would be solely dependent on which planet they fought on if they fought on a mutual planet that both shards were allowed to travel to right so so my 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 big thing would be like the shallan i mean how many o's has shallan spoken for the cryptics like that's what 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 like does she have her full power and does vin have her full power because obviously we haven't seen the full extent of bonding as friend yet we've just seen little bits and pieces that are barely dragged out to us What do you mean by the oaths that she said? Well, I don't know. That's what. That's the reason Kaladin bonded with his friend. What oath did he say, though? I don't, to... I don't remember his first one. I could look it up. 
But like, because uh, don't you have to speak O's to bond a friend? Do you? And I, I wonder like if they had spoken the O's like kind of unconsciously. Yeah. Yes, that's what I think happened with Kaladin. But I think I think the thing is is like we don't know how far that goes. Right. We don't know if they could be conflicting O's, and that's what keeps them from bonding more than one. I, I uh, mean, my thing really is just. Where does that take you? So you so you got a sprint. Well, what what's the power creep? Where's the levels? You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. That's cool. I, I would I would love to see a like a super nice radiant that just has all the knights radiant powers. Oh my god, dude, that would be stupid. I bet you Hoyd does. A little I, I'll be honest, I I think he does too. I I'm almost certain that he does. I think he just takes a little piece of every shard and swallows it. Ah. <sighs> I don't well to He's my like, understanding he denied like? he denied the powers, right? Like or something. I think so. Like but that. I think we're a little off topic. Yeah. Well, not completely, but I think this is good to have because we got we had to talk about some of these points at some point. And it's just the Cosmere's uh, written in a weird way where it's just you got the main plot of the planets going, which are not necessarily disconnected from the plot of the greater Cosmere, but it's right. just um it's hard to kind of in like inject that the greater Cosmere stuff into this. So right. got to comment at some point, like I said, um, but Shalon. Okay. So the Uritiru, the, the Uritiru. Yeah. The ancient lost city of the radiance. There's like in the maps, there's like no roads that are leading to them. I feel like the, the obvious answer is that they had like the ability to like teleport or, or maybe it's not even a city like on the physical plane, it could just be a fizzy city, city in like the mental or cognitive realm, basically, right? Kind of like Shazmar. Yeah, I mean, that would explain a lot of the secret history. <laughs> like, as in Mistborn secret history? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would explain. You know what I mean? That would that would help me conceptualize what they're talking about. Because when they're talking about Urethir, I'm like. Okay, so it's a city somewhere, somewhere on the map, but right. it doesn't it doesn't show it on the maps when you open the book either. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it does make me wonder though, like, um, hmm. I mean, if it is something like Shades Mar. Right, you would have to figure out how to how to leave get in there, the yeah. physical world, and so it would just be cognitive. So, so, okay, so when you leave the, if you're not dead, right, like the way Kelsier was, and you go into the cognitive realm, your body well, stays. Yeah. I'm guessing, right? It's kind of like Kelsier was technically dead. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that makes sense. Like his bot, his spirit was in the cognitive realm, but is does that is that the same way? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Like so, if I wanted to so enter you have to the leave cognitive your body realm with the and spirit. I'm dead, yeah, do I leave my body here and my spirit goes in the cognitive realm? Is that how that works? I would assume. That same. That's honestly how I would assume so as well. Um, who do you think finds the city? Do you think it's going to be Shalon? Me. If it wasn't, if it wasn't Shalon, it would have to be something. Somebody like Navani. I watch well, it be like Zeth or oh, Renarin. <laughs> Renarin. Renarin just like crying. Like, I'm so used to this. And then he like stumbles upon Uruthiru. Yeah. Oh my god, I pressed the button. 
That dude, man. Like, I love Renarin, but at the same time, it's like, please stop. Yeah, the character, he wrote the character perfectly just because, obviously, he's not going to give him a ton of lines. But, like, he's such a wimp. Yeah, he really is. And, like, I understand, like, not being a good sword fighter, but, like, come on, get it together, man. Get it together. You're in a, and you don't go into a fight when you're just going to make things worse. I Which, agree. To be fair, let's go ahead and start talking about this fight because it's pretty awesome. Um, to be fair, uh, his. So it wasn't just two, was it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Which I found that to be like the Alethi culture is like very much like honor bound, fighting, rah rah, hoorah. But then as soon as they get a chance, it like essentially backstab each other and whatnot. And it's just like. Where was the honor in this? Yeah, because you know isn't I mean? there, don't the Vadens believe in honor? Or is it just they believe in the Almighty? They never give honor the name. No, I'm just saying like honor as in like lowercase h honor. Just like yes. you're, you, okay. you're sending out four guys to fight one person. Or is it three? No, I think it was four. It was, it was four, four initially to fight three people. And... Yeah, I don't know. It, it, well, it's like, where Kaladin is that? Well, and Renarin on? weren't even in there to begin with. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kellen and Renarin were not in there to begin with. So it's a 4v1, and you talk about having an honor on the battlefield, being a great soldier and whatnot, and here you are sending your people to fight 4v1. Like, where is the honor in that? So it feels to me like the culture is very hypocritical, and I think this is the exact thing that Dalinar is like, sightings like we've really lost our way like i'm not saying that we shouldn't fight when we don't need to but like we're sending our boys to go die in a war for our, for our own ego for greed for greed pretty much at this yeah point. yeah yeah at this point it's the gem hearts which the gem hearts that's also another thing let's table the the duel for a second um the gem hearts i think shalon talked to um what's his name adelin about that that like you know there's actually they're dying out. Like I think a there's like a number. genocide almost happening on the, on the. It's like yeah, it's like any animal. On the chasm animals. fiends, yeah. When you hunt them, like what do you think happens? There's not as much anymore, and you're we're already seeing the effects of it. I think I I forget what, uh, what the actual term she was referring to. Like when she noticed a downwards trend of I think like, pupating. I I don't know exactly, but bottom line. Uh, they are dying off. Um, Oops. Yeah, not great. And and this is also, this was brought up in the Way of Kings too, that like what happens economically speaking when you just flood the market with an X thing, anything. It's right? Zero worth. Yeah, the value of it goes down. It, it could be like everything comes down to literal trade. <clears throat> mm-hmm. right? Is it worth anything to anybody? And if you have a bajillion of them, it's worth nothing. Yes. Everybody has one. Yeah. So everything comes down to trade, even money, right? Like you're, when you're buying something, you're trading money, which is a representation of the work that you put in or maybe someone else put in. Um, that's a representation of work put in and you trade that for things. So if you have a lot of something that means it loses value and that's that was uh cited in the first one so now not only is that losing value but this could actually come back to increase the value but not in a good way it's right it's decreasing the supply of it like i think they'd rather have an inflation on the gem hearts rather than 
You know what I mean? Yeah, instead of placing elsewhere. Yeah. So, um, the actual duel itself. Holy God. So, yeah. That duel was so hype. Um, <laughs> and, okay, I urge everyone, listen to the graphic audio of this fight. It was phenomenal. <clears throat> I wish I could hear it again for the first time. It was so good. The the fight was just brilliant. Like Adolin like screaming, I yield, and then um they just keep Kaladin's like, you know, uh can never trust a light eyes or something like that. And I just I felt I felt like I was there. I could imagine the gladiator tournament and whatnot and like the four guys and then well one of them just like kind of keeping renarin at bay which that does bring up what i was trying to say earlier that renarin being there actually just kept one guy busy yeah i mean he did do something it seems like um okay uh kaladin also tag teaming with adolin was kind of cool because he took care of one guy himself um this fight for Kaladin was they didn't know he had Stormlight. Well, so, they still kind of don't, right? Because he hit it relatively well. Right, right. So they didn't know he had Stormlight. So when he's using the Stormlight, everybody in the everybody in there is like, "Oh, oh my god, he's doing all this to a guy in shard plate." Like, yes. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So they don't uh, because he doesn't he wasn't being um extra about it. Like he he just used it just enough, kind of like you know if I'm if I ha- if I'm a Mistborn, then I'm not gonna be flying around all over the place. I'll you know I'll time my you know pewter bursts whatnot for specific moments, explode, get out of bad positions and whatnot. So it just looks like you're really athletic who has very good explosiveness, but it doesn't look like you're a magic metal wizard. Um, well, that'd be cool too. I'd love that. Uh, take away my athleticism. Give me that magic metal wizard. Magic metal wizard, go. Yeah. Full Mistborn, by the way. If you're going to take away my athleticism, at least give me the full Mistborn. You're not going to take it away to just make me, I don't know, a Duralumin Misting or something. If you were a Steel Runner and a Pewter Burner. Oh, that'd be disgusting. In Jiu-Jitsu. Oh. Well, Steel Runner, that's the the unlimited speed, right? That's the Farukami with... Yeah, yeah, so like uh, somebody gets uh, you in an arm bar and you just tap pewter and they can't break your arm. <laughs> that's awesome. But anyways, yeah. And... I'm trying to think of the right thing to say. Um, okay, so one thing. Adolin said that one of the people that, were, that he was fighting against was one of his supposed friends. It was yes. it Yakimov or something like that? Yakimov. He talks to him earlier, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so like I, I'm like, okay, sure, I guess. And this is okay. So this is gonna happen a lot when it comes to epic fantasy. That I'm, that I recommend to myself, foremost, first and foremost, but also to anyone listening here. If you're gonna read epic fantasy, you're just gonna have to come to terms with the fact that you're not gonna remember every name, every location, every interaction with every side character. That's the thing with epic fantasy. They're big, and a lot of the enjoyment with epic fantasy comes in on the rereads. Right. And, and 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 I know I'm gonna reread Stormlight. Oh, I mean, I'll probably yeah. I should probably just start doing that. <laughs> yeah, I can see it, but um, 
Yeah, so I mean, like, even Mistborn is very enjoyable on a reread, right? Like, I've reread it once. I think you reread it, what, like, what, twice already? Three times. Three times? I get to listen. Okay, that's fair. I'm on, I'm on the computer at work a lot. And it, honestly, like, I, a lot of people get all high and mighty about their whole reading thing. Audiobook is still a valid thing for me. So, oh, well, you're not reading. Okay. Yeah. Am I, I still experiencing it? Am yeah. I still keeping up with the actual, like, the story? Am I? No. I, I mean, yeah, I, I am, right? So it's not like a TV show where it's an adaptation, right? Where it's not the actual book. Unless a TV show was, like, literally oh, my word TV show? for word. <gasps> Dude, by the way. There is like strong rumblings of some TV work being done. I don't know if it's a TV show or if it's a movie or what, but whatever. Nope. It, Sorry. They nope. if they'd handle it properly. Nope. We could like forget DC Cinematic Universe. We could actually have the Cosmere be a direct competitor to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It'd be shorter. I don't think it would last as long. And probably like if you got it done in like you gotta get nine all or hyped up, years. Suli. But. Yeah, yeah, I get joke. it. I get it. But like, yeah, well, we'll talk about that later if it happens. <laughs> oh, I'm going yeah, opening this fight. This fight animated. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine this fight again? Um, the people who did Avatar Last Airbender. Oh, dude. Absolutely. It would be it would be disgusting. Like it would be so hype. I'd be frothing in the mouth. Basically, it. Right. Oh man. Um and you know I want to say one thing about this fight. We get to see that shard plate and shard blade aren't everything. Um kind of. Like in the sense that like they don't make you invincible, but uh they're also going against Aelin, who's like probably the greatest swordsman barring like prime Dalinar. And Kaladin, who is a literal windrunner, who yes did not use his abilities to their fullest, but he did use, you know, some and wind. He couldn't. He yeah, couldn't but he did use he it a little bit enough to kind of get him out of sticky situations. Augment himself, really, which is cool. I agree. This fight was amazing. I, when I was listening to this fight, um, and then when I read it, it was like this is beautiful. I mean, they're ducking and dodging and tactics and fighting and holding down Dip, space. Duck, dodge, duck, and dive. Duck, with dodge. a shard blade. If you get hit with a shard blade, you die. If you get hit with a wrench, yeah. you get knocked out. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a shard blade. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so last thing. Just, we'll blaze through this episode. I feel like there was like two, three big moments. And this is the thing what happens whenever you actually have two or three big moments you can kind of talk about it a lot but lies kind of, like go away um the the pattern thing if it wasn't for the fact that he was funny i would get really annoyed by his like oh intrusions uh, yeah his like oh this is not the truth oh you know uh this is kind of a truth and whatnot it's stupid it's like yeah we get what you're trying to say but the thing kind i did of truth yeah <laughs> Our truth. Um, I was driving home one time and I was listening to the graphic audio and my kids were in the back and they heard Pattern go, mmm, lies. And my kids loved it. So my kids love Pattern. Uh, so that's why you got to release a TV show or a movie, right? So that the kids can enjoy Pattern. 
that's it, yeah. Sanderson. That's all you need to know. Good job. Um, we figured it out. Yeah. Uh, so final thing, Kaladin and Adolin both give out their, their, okay, well, I win. Now I get to choose my next opponent. Dalinar, or sorry, Adolin calls for Sadius, and he's like, okay, I will see you in about a year. <laughs> and then Dalinar, or god dang it, Kaladin calls out uh, High Lord Amaram. Which yeah, which is the yeah. scene was again so beautifully done in graphic audio. For those of you listening, I, I, sometimes I'll read, sometimes I'll listen to the graphic audio. But so this, like the last end of the section, I did listen to the graphic audio, and this scene was just so beautifully done in the graphic audio because you got to, a, I, I got to really visualize like High Lord Amram's like Face. shock, yeah, yep. like because to him he hasn't been seeing Dalinar right. And he, he, I mean, seeing him for who he is, he's just like, okay, yeah, it's Dalinar. Or, my goodness, I keep getting mixed with, with the names. I'm really sorry. He he hasn't really been truly seeing Kaladin for who he is and, like, the shared history that they have until this moment. And he's like, oh, my God. This is him. Um, So, yeah, I, uh, I was... I loved this whole scene. Honestly, in a way, I kind of liked it even more than the fight. Uh, in just in a way, just because it was mm-hmm. the tension. You could like cut through the tension with a knife. Honestly, yeah, it'd be like butter. Yeah, uh, it was. And then just the feeling of like, okay, what's gonna happen now? And then like, you know, he gets arrested, and Kaladin's like, you know, that's the last time I ever trust the light eyes, and. I get that Kaladin's supposed to be like representing like a young guy. But I don't like it. I don't either. And I don't like it. Like I think he's being um in my opinion, I think he's being dumb and short sighted. Rash. Yeah. Like it's like, dude, come on, man. Like you're you're you saw everything for yourself. Like, yeah, he investigated High Lord Amram. Like, what more do you want him to do? And he said 14, I think, witnesses, which that's another thing we do need to talk about. Where did those 14 witnesses come from? Including some that were light eyes. Could he just be getting Colin, Colin off his back? I don't think so. That doesn't seem like a Dalinar thing. That really doesn't. And that makes sense. I mean... He is a high prince, and in that society, he's asking a lot of a high prince when it should be the other way around. Yes, but whenever you're going to make that statement that, like, you know, I'll investigate him, like, Dalinar, I mean, for 14 witnesses that were supposedly there, which we know that's not true, but where did they all come from? They had to be plans from Sadius, right, or something. I don't know. Um, It seems fishy. And I, I do wonder when they're going to really finalize that whole thing of bringing High Lord Amram into Dalinar's war camp, right? To where uh, Amram leaves Sadius for uh, Dalinar. Yeah, so I'm I, really looking forward to that. That would be a, that'll be like a home, you know, coming home type deal. Yeah. That. And, oh man, this. I also don't like Kaladin's way of approaching it. I think, it, yeah, maybe I can give him a cut him some slack because it's like he had no trauma. other way of going in. Yeah, but he, he had all that trauma really, too. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, like losing his brother and then his men right in front of him. Which so I get terrible. it, but then, dude, you gotta consult. Like, 
he didn't even at that point when he um challenged Amram for the duel, yep. he didn't even consult Dalinar about it. And at that point, he didn't even know that Dalinar even did any investigation. He at this point, Kaladin did not know about the fourteen so called witnesses or anything like that. Right. So So I mean he's just kind of doing it blind without any real data. And he, he I, I think if he would have went to Amaram first, there could have been a a better solution. Because I, I think if Kaladin the way that Amaram sees Kaladin, I think if Kaladin kept bringing it to him, he would have no other choice but to try his best to dig a little deeper. Yeah. Yeah, I think. But, like, deeper how, though, right? Like, if you got 14 eyewitnesses, this isn't CSI, right? You can't go zoom in and hand some, uh, I don't know, gas station cameras or anything like that. Like, what more could he possibly do? Like I'm yeah, with Dalinar right. on this one, and this may be some bias here, but like if I'm Dalinar, like again, what more could I possibly do? Not much besides, I mean, your due diligence, and then move forward. I guess. I mean, again, he has to see that you know, Kaladin has to see where he is in this position, or the position he in is in. He's in a low position, and Dalinar's in a high position. He's dealing with things that Kaladin couldn't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So. I don't know. I'm I uh, I'm I'm just uh I'm not seeing Dal or Kaladin's proper logic being worked out here, but I do think that this just this just his his mental crutch is this whole situation. Amram thing. Yeah. I mean, like if he could get past the Amram thing, he could be good. Yeah. I just think he can't shake past it. And Sill's the same way. I honestly think Sill is like uh his moral compass whenever she said i feel like whatever she says she's kind of right on but i think sanderson's gonna trick us with that here soon um but yeah Syl, she just knows what the right thing to do it's kind of like she's that friend that she gives you that advice that you know is the right advice but you just can't get past your own anger or ego or sadness yep. so I, I just think that's that's her but that'll about do it from us for that episode Next time, we'll be uh, covering the three interludes, I-9 through I-11, all the way down to... Okay, so the next chap, uh, part, part four, The Approach, is from approach. 59 to 75. So we can just do I-9 to... Let's do 66. Perfect. Like, yeah, so hopefully we'll just keep ch uh, chugging it along because... These are thick boys. Yeah, they really are thick boys. So, that'll about cover it from us for that episode. We'll see you all next time. Thank you, everyone.